0: Get everything for your next
1: project today at Menards and save big money. Keep your walls and trim protected while you paint
0: with Scotch Blue Painter's Tape. It's designed for use on multiple surfaces and can be removed easily without leaving residue behind. Save big on Scotch
1: Blue Painter's Tape from Menards. Also, view our weekly flyer on Menards.com and check out all of our great deals happening this week.
0: Save big money at Menards.
1: Good morning. Welcome in, fansided Live. We are here to talk about LeBron James. I'm Mark Carmen, you're Jake Valerius. And LeBron James in year 15, the NBA All-Star Game MVP, Jake. I know you're fired up about the All-Stream. It was a big moment for you. You watched, what, zero minutes of it?
2: Yeah, I think that's right. No,
1: I, I it, Which is okay, by the way. Phenomenal game. Loved it. We'll get into that in a second. But we're here to talk about where LeBron is going to go. A very interesting weekend in L.A. He talked about how much he loves L.A. We've got we got a whole list of teams here. Cavs, Lakers, Rockets, and, and then some. We're going to start with Cleveland and LeBron going back to Cleveland, which, by the way, is where he should go. Let me get that out there. He should never have left. He should never have gone to Miami. He should never have done the decision. He should have been a Cav for life. But now we're sitting here with decision number two. And the Cleveland Cavaliers go out, they get Rodney Hood. They go out and they get George Hill, a nice season point guard for him. They say, hey, LeBron, what about this Jordan Clarkson guy out in L.A. who can help you as well? And, by the way, we'll, take, we'll give you Larry Nance Jr. finish at the rim in his mid-20s. Young players, and LeBron looks energized. Cleveland is his home, Akron specifically. I mean, I think he should stay in Cleveland. That's my take on it. What do you think, of, what do you think about the Cavs' chances, Jake? I was surprised
2: to see one of the interesting things that did come out of the All-Star Weekend. ESPN did an anonymous poll of players where they thought he would end up. A majority said they thought he would stay in Cleveland and that he should stay in Cleveland, which I guess was less surprising. Given the trades they made at the deadline, it, it makes a lot of sense. We know that they're the dominant team in that conference. Maybe there's a question once Gordon Hayward is healthy again that Boston may be better, but it's certainly an easier path to finals than the Western Conference. He's got a young... Core players now who he can work around, who he clearly likes playing with. Uh, we'll see how Kevin Love reintegrates, but I think that should be fine. And it's home.
1: Right. And I think if you're LeBron, you look at Kobe Altman and you see the disarray of the team and you see what he did at the deadline, I would think that would give you confidence going forward that, hey, we do have a general manager who, yes, is working for Dan Gilbert, who you know LeBron doesn't trust. But hey, this GM did pull off quite a coup here, saving the season, seemingly. I mean, the Cavs were looking like they were heading perhaps for an Eastern Conference playoff ouster, not making it to the finals. I think it's a very fair assessment of where they were at.
2: I mean, I, I think I'm less convinced by that as a reason for him to stay just because we know dan gilbert calls the shots in this franchise we know that even if kobe altman does a good job he's not going to hesitate to pull the trigger if that's how he feels i also think you know gilbert just, he's done a lot of dumb stuff and uh, you know i've been critical of him but he was involved in this trade too we can't just eliminate that so i think it's still a touchy subject for lebron and that could, if he does leave, end up being one of the reasons.
1: I think if you were to crawl into the LeBron James heart, he would like to stay in Cleveland. I I
2: would like to think that's true as well. But he, I mean, we... He's set up a lot of his sort of business activities in L.A. He's clearly interested in going to Hollywood. There's talk about films. He's already been in some films now already. Um, so clearly that's a direction his life is going to move in, whether it's after basketball or while he's in the league. We'll see.
1: Okay, so let's talk about the Lakers. Okay. okay so because that to me actually feels like it just seems like he's going to wear the that uniform. He's going to wear the purple and gold it it's been out there forever that he wants to do what you just said the movies and all that he talked at the all-star game love it out here LA's built for this type of event all the stars and the and yeah the traffic's the traffic I mean even even basically through love to the traffic in LA so uh, and then but then you look at the Lakers they're not good they're not they're they're not good am I do I want to get involved with Lonzo Ball LeVar Ball I mean that right there would turn me off and I want to go elsewhere uh I you know If I'm LeBron looking at that roster, I'm looking at Brandon Ingram, I'm like, that's the best player on the team, and I actually do believe in Brandon Ingram, who's getting a lot better seemingly by the day here, Uh, although there's a little sleepiness to Brandon Ingram that bothers me, but okay, so am I going to partner with Brandon Ingram and uh, seemingly Paul George, right, and I'm and Luke Walden's going to coach me, or am I going to get rid of Luke Walden? He is LeBron. He can do whatever he wants, right? But I would think he'd get along with Luke. I mean, Luke's well liked throughout the league, not necessarily uh, by Levar Ball. But uh, you know that roster is weak. It's it's and 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 you got Gold State sitting there. Yeah, I
2: think that's yeah. I pretty much agree with that. The couple of things I would consider though. With the trade they made, sending Nats and Jordan Clarkson to Cleveland, that opened up a lot of cap space. So if LeBron's going to go there, I think we're absolutely going to see Paul George and also the sort of fringe of that roster maybe filled out with more sort of veteran type guys yeah. who are going to help. So. The the difficulty for me in evaluating a potential move to L.A. is if he goes there, that team is going to look drastically different. Like if he plays in Cleveland, he's going to play with the guys he's playing with right now. We're going to know what to expect. We're going to see them in the playoffs. We may see them in the finals. You know, he'll have an idea of what he's going to be working with. If he moves to L.A., obviously LeBron's always going to back himself and bet on himself, but he's going to be playing with a team that may have sort of seven, eight. New guys on that roster come the beginning of next season, and that that makes things harder. If he's committed to it and he wants to do it, like you said, he's LeBron. He gets what he wants, but he's definitely not going there without a guarantee. At least someone like Paul George is going.
1: We're going to uh, move on to the Rockets in one minute, here, but let me just rewind back to the Cavs for one second with the whole scenario you painted. Most likely, I think right now people would think that the Cavs are going to win the Eastern Conference. I do. I think they'll win the yeah. Eastern Conference, and I think they're going to lose to Golden State. Yeah. So. It, it, so if they, but let's just say that they beat Golden State.
2: Okay, hard to imagine. But
1: hard, okay. hard to imagine, but let's say they do. Somebody gets hurt, whatever. LeBron plays out of his head, and Rodney Hood turns into whatever you want to call. It. They win it all. How could, could you possibly leave if you won it all? Like.
2: Uh, no, I think that significantly increases the chances he right, stays. Right,
1: right. So I just want to like put that out there. I, I mean, I think it's pretty obvious that what happens in the playoffs is going to have a significant effect yeah. on his decision. Yes. If somehow they get upset in the Eastern Conference, then yeah. you would think... Which is, in, in LeBron's defense,
2: because he's received a lot of criticism for refusing to say whether he wanted to stay or go... Uh, so far this season up to the trade deadline and that's a good reason for him to delay his decision to see how this team does in the playoffs you know maybe there's an injury to golden State maybe something crazy happens uh, and you know that is one obvious reason why he would postpone making this decision do
1: you think he likes this discussion right now does he, do you think he likes that that the entire league is speculating on where he's going to go
2: a little bit yeah i I don't I think there's times when it crosses the line and people are just needlessly critical and just hate on him for no reason but I think he enjoys the drama. It's not like he goes out of his way to tamp it down and to avoid
1: speculation. Well, he freaked out about the Warriors thing. We'll get to that in a second. But here, let's, let's talk about the Houston Rockets, okay, which has also been out there. Houston and James Harden and his buddy Chris Paul and their open style. And a lot of people right now think the Rockets are the well are are going to beat golden state which i think is crazy but they're clearly the best competition in the west by most people's account i still think it's oklahoma city but that's i'm on, i'm not exactly in the masses on that one but so okay You look at the Houston Rockets. I see James Harden. I see a guy who loves to score, has the ball in his hands a ton. I don't like that fit particularly well. That's going to be like you go, I go, you go, I go, which he had to figure out with Dwayne Wade in Miami. And you got Chris Paul setting everything up, but you're also talking about a 5'10 point guard who's going to be in his mid-30s during the the rest of LeBron's career. If I'm LeBron, I'm not betting on an older point guard, especially a diminutive one in Chris Paul. Thoughts on the Rockets? Uh,
2: My understanding is that if LeBron does go to Houston, and Chris Paul will leave, and, and so, that's, and so that's I, likely too. So I don't think he, it's going to be a situation. I do think in that case maybe it'd be a too many cooks in the kitchen situation. But if it's just him and Harden, what those guys would be able to do on offense in the pick and roll together, either man could be pick or it would it would be lethal. They would be one. Of, they may be more deadly than the Gold State Warriors on offense. Obviously, defense is a big big question mark, but they could put up ridiculous sort of points per possession uh, offensive rating numbers. Uh, it would be a scary, scary thought. In terms of purely basketball considerations, I think Houston is the best landing spot for him. But, you know, in that case, I still think they're probably going to lose the Western Conference Finals to Golden State. And he has it's a harder route to the Finals. Does he care about the consecutive Finals record he has going? I don't know.
1: Well, he if if you're a Houston Rockets fan, how weird it would be. You want them, if you actually think you have a shot at LeBron, you want to lose to the Warriors and then have them come because if they beat Golden State, I think it would be that less likely that he would come. Well, why am I going to go jump on Houston and do the Kevin Durant, right? Wouldn't you? Yeah. It would be more appealing to him that yeah. he's going to come and rescue him. But for-
2: part, I mean, I don't want to be, Houston have been super, super good this year, but I personally would be. I I can't even conceive of the possibility that they would beat Golden State. That's not even in the field of possibility for me. Can
1: you conceive of being a Rockets fan, rooting for them to lose to Golden State so you could possibly get LeBron?
2: No, that's even dumber. This
1: Golden State team is so
2: good that if you— if you have a chance to beat them, you do it now and ask questions later. If
1: I was a Houston sports talk radio host, that's that would be my take. That, Lose this year I, on purpose, go for LeBron.
2: Yeah, that's I I would call that a bad take. Yeah, well, charitably, but 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 it be a, not an but, awful but, take,
1: but, but very entertaining. It's, okay, the, I or, guess I'm entertaining. Moderately entertaining, maybe not entertaining at all. All right, let's talk about the Warriors, which okay. is which is uh, a whole thing. <laughs> so I I got I got notes on this one here. Cleveland for him to go to Golden State, they would have to most likely that would be a trade. LeBron could opt into his $35.7 million contract, okay? And then you could trade him to Golden State for Clay Thompson, Iguodala, maybe some draft considerations, and that would make it work. So that would require... A, LeBron's telling Cleveland that, yo, I'm not coming back here. See you later, Dan Gilbert. B, Cleveland's saying, okay, LeBron, we'd rather not get nothing for you. Let's help you out and try to help us out and send you to the Golden State Warriors. We'll get Clay. we'll get Andre, and we'll get a draft pick. And we're already over the cap anyway, so we might as well have the best possible team that we can have rather than go full rebuild. I mean, if I'm the Cleveland Cavaliers, I'm not... Helping him get to Golden State, but that's what it would take. And it also is LeBron saying, like, yeah, I want to go, go play, play with Steph and KD and on Golden State. Like, it's at the, you know, we're, we're playing at 24 7 fitness and we want to like run all day and win 10 straight games. I mean, it'd be gross. It'd be disgusting. I would hate it. And that's the worst option, but that's what it would take Golden State.
2: Yeah, about the only thing that I like about that, and I really, really hate most of it for the reasons you said. I am curious to see what Clay Thompson looks like as a star on a team. This is not related to LeBron at all, but Clay Thompson is like the forgotten man, and he's one of the best players in the NBA. Great two A player, ridiculously good shooter, probably second only to Steph in the league. Um, and it would be fun to see him have a team built around him, but. Yeah, everything else is disgusting and gross, and I don't want to consider the possibility. And to the credit of the people involved, I don't think they're going to consider this either.
1: This episode, by the way, of On the Mark, brought to you by Fanatics, where you can save 15% off your purchase of $50 or more and get free shipping when you use the promo code FanSided at checkout. Visit Fanatics.com, start wearing your team's gear. Today, so let's we're all on board. No Golden State, don't ruin the NBA. What's great about the NBA right now, and you can argue that the NBA is at its peak outside of the Jordan years, which will never be topped. <laughs> but you could argue that you know you've got Golden State, you've got Cleveland, it's a phenomenal rivalry. The, the the ratings last year in the finals were off the charts. I love watching it, want to see it again, and I'm willing to watch it for another three, four years. The Lakers and Celtics were great for the league. Warriors, Cavs, good for the league. Uh, all right, let's talk about the Sixers. Sixers. Oh. The Philadelphia 76ers, who there was a lot of stuff coming around around the All Star game. First of all, you got LeBron sitting there, he's raving about Joel Embiid. Love that guy. Uh, you know, and, and Embiid, a young player that you could that, you know, Philly's putting all the, oh, most of their eggs in the basket around, right? And you got Ben Simmons, who they take a picture on Instagram with LeBron, also John Wall and Tristan Thompson were in it. And then in the caption, Simmons writes June 30th, midnight. So, you know, people are looking like the Sixers in this young squad. You throw LeBron in there, and all of a sudden you've got a Philly team that wins the East every year. He's in the finals every year challenging for a title, the Sixers.
2: It is hard for me to imagine LeBron would leave Cleveland without also leaving the Eastern Conference. I just don't see enough there to make it make sense from a personal perspective, from a sort of media perspective standpoint LeBron I think it's a weird thing for him saying the West like, okay I'm totally doing something totally different I want to try something new so on and so forth the Sixers it's like eh, I think I think they have Embiid is unbelievably good I like Simmons a lot too they got JJ Redick they've got a nice team there I think LeBron would certainly make that team favorites to win the conference to go to the finals again but it it just I can't it's hard for me to imagine him staying in the East if he doesn't stay in Cleveland.
1: I don't, I don't have the Eastern Conference thing going on. I do have the Philadelphia 76ers. You're really going to take on that organization and, and their history and, 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 try to, and finish out your career there. That's a big move. But on the other side, for his legacy, Philly's been a disaster forever they've got what the 1983 Sixers as their lone championship team at least that I can remember in my lifetime uh you know I guess Wilt won it way back in the day but but or I'm I think they won pretty good
2: for a minute but regardless the the point
1: uh, is that Philly's been terrible and uh so if he goes there and all of a sudden they're this great Sixers team and he's winning championships well I mean to be
2: clear They are terrible deliberately. They made a choice to be terrible, and now they're paying the dividends with Joel Embiid, with Ben Simmons, with potentially, if he ever sorts out his freaky shooting, Markel Fultz.
1: Right, but okay, I mean, if you go back in history, they got to the finals with Allen Iverson once, won one game. Charles Barkley... Uh, went on to go to the finals when he was with the Phoenix Suns. Now, granted, Michael Jordan was in the league then, and he, they were climbing uphill, but the, like the Sixers have never really been this organization that maximizes what they can Yeah, be. but,
2: I mean, neither have Cleveland before LeBron. That's his whole point, right? He's so good that he can elevate any franchise. I wouldn't, I wouldn't put too much weight on the historical angle, but just for the team situation, I don't think it makes sense.
1: And Bede. Ben Simmons and him would look very interesting, although Ben Simmons is not really a shooter.
2: I mean, I love... The players, I really like that Sixers team. I hope they're going to be challenging for titles soon.
1: A lot of heat, a lot, just a lot of talk around the Sixers. All right, let's talk about the Miami Heat and <laughs> and LeBron going back to where he once was and reuniting with Pat Riley, and wouldn't that be adorable? I can't see Miami really in the mix, but they are being thrown out there. Dwayne Wade's there right now. I, I you know, what pieces would LeBron look at Miami and be in t- be interested by? Can can you
2: none? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, he wants to hang out with Dwayne Wade, which is fair enough, but. Yeah, it, it's a weird one. Also, I mean, what I don't know what the situation with his relationship with Pat Riley, but those are two enormous egos who are presumably going to have to smooth some things out if that deal is going to take place. I just, again, it's like, it doesn't make sense. There are better options in the Eastern Conference. Cleveland is one of them. The team's not that good. Uh, they do have a good coach in Eric Ballstra. Obviously, they're a well run organization. Miami is an attractive place to live, but that I hear Miami and I'm like, really? Yeah.
0: What?
1: yeah. I don't know. It doesn't we're, make sense. We're, we're ruling them out. Miami, you're dead. Let's go to San Antonio and Greg Popovich. That'd be amazing. Well, it's the best organization in the NBA uh, or. And I, I see our, our our producer, director, superstar, Hunter Armour, Mr. Golden State over there like perking his head up on that because <laughs> he wants the Warriors to be there. But the Spurs, their sustained excellence. for yeah, it's unparalleled. It's it's incredible. And I think there's, a, you know, there, I mean, everybody loves Pop. There's an alignment with uh, the way Pop speaks about uh, what's going on in society that LeBron is certainly aligned with With and, and he's continuing to, you know, I, I'm not going to just shut up and dribble, all that. Plus, I mean, you've got Kawhi and you've got... LaMarcus Aldridge now if Kawhi. If there's a sign and trade, maybe Kawhi's is involved going back to Cleveland. Which, if I was the Cavs, that would be an intriguing piece to get. I, I would love to. If I'm losing LeBron, I can get Kawhi back. That would soften the blow big time. Although he's obviously battling some injuries here, but uh, San Antonio fits from a. I think a, a, a LeBron would be comfortable playing for Pop, but I don't. Know, I just don't know how that could all come together. That
2: I mean San Antonio I don't expect to happen. I don't think they wouldn't give up Kawhi regardless. Uh if they can move other pieces around and get LeBron in and keep Kawhi, I think that's the only way they would possibly consider it.
1: If you could get LeBron, you had to give up Kawhi. You give up Kawhi just for the record. You you make that move even I really
2: this... I really don't know if I would. I probably would, but I'm not 100% sure. Kawhi, age is a huge factor. Just his fit with the Spurs culture and sort of... I know there's been some stories of rifts and so on this season, but this is the Spurs, and so I'm not going to believe that until I really see evidence of it. But his fit with the Spurs culture, the way he's sort of taken on Tim Duncan's mantle of this understated superstar, I just... if I'm, The way that organization functions, I really am not sold on the idea that I would get rid of Kawhi for LeBron. But assuming they could keep him, just as an, just to think about... It would be f- so, so fascinating to see LeBron work with a coach like Greg Popovich. He has never, Eric Spolster's a really good coach, one of the best in the NBA, and uh, LeBron had a good relationship with them and won championships in Miami. But Popovich is a level above and demands a sort of degree of respect unlike anyone LeBron has ever worked with. And not only that, but this might be the first time in his career where LeBron would not be the top dog in terms of play calling on the sideline of his team. And to see how LeBron adapts to that dynamic, how Popovich would use him, what a super defense-heavy franchise how they would play with a player who kind of doesn't want to play as much defense as he used to, despite having great defensive instincts. I would love to see this happen. If I could pick what happened, this is what I would pick.
1: Well, and it would be interesting also from like how, if I was LeBron, I know that my skills are going to deteriorate at some point. Maybe I'm going to become more of a post player. Maybe I'm going to become more of a jump shooter at some point. I mean, I like when guys like LeBron – greatest player in the game get to that level I think it's time to retire but as he evolves into what he's going to be 35 36 37 years old you know he's going to go into his 16th season next year having pop by your side to guide that I think would be very appealing for him let's go back out to LA and the Clippers can you make an argument for the Clippers Well, they've got a
2: superstar-shaped hole in their team, so that's the reason they're they're in LA, which, as we know, LeBron wants to go to LA at some point. Um, That's it. Basically, no. Yeah, I mean, the Clipper. Come on, for all the reasons that you can imagine, LeBron in a Lakers uniform, the like how iconic it is, the you know the gold and the purple, all of that stuff is the opposite for the Clippers.
1: I think the Clippers' chance is if LeBron opts in for one more year with Cleveland, which he could do, and then L.A. has all the cap space open up. If he looks at it like, you know what, I really want to go to L.A., but I don't trust the Lakers right now to put anything together. I'm going to do one more year in Cleveland. Then the Clippers are going to have all this money – so I'm gonna go to I'm gonna I'm gonna create a, a whole Clippers team like it, one year away L.A. Clippers if he if he punts on this year which I don't think he will but I think that's the Clippers best chance.
2: Yeah, I hope that does not happen.
1: Now I've got the I got the best place for LeBron for the record <laughs> and that of course is in Chicago which is where we are at FanSided and we would love to cover him on a daily basis. And uh, the Bulls have a young team <laughs> with Lori Markinen and Zach Levine and Chris Dunn, and we've and multiple draft picks this year. And you get to play in the city where you're chasing the ghost of Michael. So you'd have Bulls fans, diehards like myself, who still have Michael Jordan posters up in their room, would be rooting, or would be forced to root for LeBron or not root for the team. So it would be a I think the Chicago Bulls are the dark horse that no one's talking about, Jake. The Chicago Bulls would have to, you, you trade off Robin Lopez, who uh, somebody would take Robin Lopez, You um, and then you get, you get a little creative with, uh, you, you, there's other pieces that you have to get rid of, like, um, what's my guy, who's Cristiano Felicio needs to go, he's getting $8 million a year for the next four years. Harsh, but, harsh
2: on Felicio, yeah. but. Uh, no, that's not going to happen. I'm sorry to disappoint you. It just isn't. Although, even if it would, he would not go because of the young roster. He'd go because he could package his move along with a guy like Paul George or some other big-name free agent. The idea that, you know, we as you have accepted, he's not going to go to L.A. unless he can arrange it with some other superstar and to sort of rebuild what is a very young roster. The Bulls have, at best, an equivalent roster to what? the lakers have with in my opinion a worse coach the idea that he would go there without drastically overhauling the entire roster bringing in another superstar doing all these things
1: uh is is ridiculous Lori marketing is going to be an all-star zach Levine has a chance to be an all-star chris dunn has a chance to be a very good point guard <laughs> um yeah
2: lebron, They're all super LeBron young. is lebron is 33 Having playing with guys who have a chance to be all stars three or four or five years in the future is not what he's interested in.
1: When Nico Miritic came back in the lineup for the Bulls, they won eight or nine in a row. Can you imagine what they do with LeBron? They were three and twenty. Nico came in and they started winning. Three put yeah. that put those yeah. guys around LeBron, that team is right there. Yeah. All day, right there. Yeah. Just for the record.
2: Okay. I think you're on to something. I, I, but no, the, you're not. The, LeBron is not going to the Bulls. The
1: Bulls are LeBron, LeBron, and the Bulls. It would be Chicago. fun to
2: see him in Chicago. Chicago. But that's about the only argument for it.
1: All right, let's do a couple more NBA before we get. In. So, but here, before we wrap up, actually, your your prediction. Where's he going? Cavs was one. Lakers, Rockets, Warriors, 76ers, Heat, Spurs, Clippers, Bulls. That's the order that we did it. Uh, not necessarily uh, in in a seating order, but that's who. That's how we went about the teams.
2: I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the anonymous NBA players and say Cavs most likely, but I would love to see the Spurs.
1: Interesting. I will stick with Cleveland too, but I think I, I, I do it with very little confidence because he's LeBron James and it's been impossible <laughs> to predict. But I, I was, that is true. I, I, I don't, well, okay. put yourself I, I, out there. I, I, putting, if I was to put myself out there, I'd say he's going to the Lakers. I think he somehow bets on himself and he goes to LA. All right. NBA All Star weekend. What team, about it? Team LeBron versus Team Steph. Great game, Steph with the ball in his hands, trying to get up a three to send it in overtime, double teamed, Kevin Durant's all over him, LeBron's there too, and LeBron with a little uh, pass from Kyrie in the lane with a little lefty two-footer, I, I loved every bit of it. The NBA had a phenomenal weekend. What do you think of the NBA All-Star Game, Jake?
2: I don't know, because I didn't see any of it, because I don't care about the All-Star Game. I'm That's sorry.
1: That's why we brought this up. It's very very a key topic here but <laughs> I I I thought that, let me just say this. The the NBA the way they're where the way Adam Silver is backing up his players uh, and their right to not shut up and dribble. The way Greg Popovich speaks out nearly daily, the way Steve Kerr is uh, willing to say what's on his mind, uh, and you don't see any real drama around the NBA. You just see everyone aligned in the same way that this is – we all know what should be right in society. And, like, the NBA, to me, is, like, so far out in front of the NFL – Major League Baseball, the NHL, who just had four goons at a at a hockey game in Chicago yelling basketball, basketball, basketball at Michael, at uh, an African American player of the Washington Capitals in the penalty box, um, which is not the NHL's fault, but they're having hockeyists for every one month, and it there just doesn't seem to be like a lot of discussion within. There's no like N- NHL player that's stepping up and, and leading that charge. The NBA. Uh, I just think they're winning on a lot of levels right now. Plus, the game is, you know, you got Golden State, an all-time team, and you got LeBron James. The NBA is really just, I, right I, now, they're rolling.
2: I agree with that. I just don't think it has anything to do with the All-Star game.
1: Well, right, but a lot of stuff <laughs> did happen around the All-Star game. I mean, Shut Up and Dribble was, it was I mean, he was asked about that nearly right. everywhere. Right, but
2: if, if that happened to happen next month instead of this, which is very possible given, you know, the world we're living in right now, the same thing would have played out, right?
1: Despite the fact that you missed the All-Star game, Team LeBron versus Team Steph Part 2 next year would be sweet. You should watch it. I mean, I'll think about it. Okay. Uh, and let, let's wrap up uh, our NBA talk with the NBA playoff overhaul, which was another discussion from the All-Star weekend. Should the NBA get rid of conferences? No West, no East. Give me the top 16 teams. Let's seed them that way for the playoffs rather than the ridiculous way they do it now with each conference split into three, uh, Six team divisions: the East with the Atlantic, the Central, the Southeast. Can anybody name these? I'm reading them. I would never remember them. The the West with the Northwest, the Southwest, the Pacific. Winners of each division is not necessarily you don't they don't see them that way in the playoffs. It's all super confusing. Why not just have you know? And and LeBron's representing the East and all that that all type of stuff with uh, he's back in the finals again. But should it not be? that right now going into the playoffs it should be seed number 1 is is Houston and seed number 2 is Golden State those two teams flipping back around and then and do it that way
2: I think that would be an ideal situation as Adam Silver said the biggest stumbling block is the fact that if you make it so that it's just the best 16 teams, the best 16 records, that that's the order of the seeds. You need to adjust the schedule so that you counterbalance how Because right now Eastern Conference teams obviously play more games against Eastern Conference teams and Western Conference teams against Western Conference teams. If you make it a free-for-all, top 16 teams, you have to adjust the schedule. As Adam Silver said, big stumbling block there is travel. Are you going to be able to arrange games so that guys are playing a a fair and balanced schedule, traveling throughout the country? There's already a ton of wear and tear as it is. To me, the solution to this problem is obvious. And I think also a solution to a lot of other problems, play fewer regular season games. Which they won't do. Exactly, which they won't do. And so that being the case, I think... It would be nice to do, but that that travel is a serious stumbling block. Making these guys fly, you know, cross country thousands of miles to play back to backs on different you, that's that's brutal. That's an unfair imposition on these guys, in my opinion.
1: Right, and in the playoffs, the way you know you could have a Philadelphia team in the playoffs, and they're matching up against a Clippers team or whatever, yeah. or they're playing Golden State. Let's say say the more so, Philly is the 16th seed this year, and Golden State's the one, and now you're you're doing you know a six hour flight two you know in between games two uh two and three and whatever five and six uh but you know air travel's getting better and uh, it would be fun but like again
2: like if you shortened the regular season played fewer games you'd have more time to allow players to recover from the travel you could work the schedule so that got you know teams would play road trips in similar areas you know cleveland can go on a, whatever a week-long road trip on the west coast play the la teams whatever Golden State and then come back. There are ways to do it, but I think you need the more time, so play for your
1: game. And the reason they're doing this just to be clear here's because the the NBA would like to have the two best teams playing in the finals, not which this year most would argue is Houston and Golden State. So they should be on the on the NBA final stage, but they won't be because they're both in the Western Conference.
2: Maybe one of the biggest questions that I don't think is going to be answered this season that I would love to see who would win a seven-game series between the Rockets and the Cavs? That to me would be fascinating.
1: Right. Well,
2: I don't think it's going to happen because Golden State. Well, it can and, happen. And in that State and, in
1: that scenario, you you could have the two versus three Rockets play the yeah. play the yeah. Cavs, and then you'd have uh, the winner playing the Warriors. In theory. All right, wrapping it up here. We want to do one quick baseball hit for you because there are ru- there are rule changes. We now six mound visits is the maximum for a game. So, baseball is continuing to try to speed up play. And this might lop off 10, 15 minutes, which. Who cares? I'm, I'm pro speeding it up. And I'm pro the catcher can't go out and talk to the pitcher 7,000 times an inning. And I know there's a lot of technology that there's something, you know, they're sitting there speaking into the mitt because they're worried. And I'm, I'm all pro that. But it's th- that. Is is a very negligible amount of time. Yeah. If you really want to speed up the game, we got to be, be a little bit more drastic. I have some drastic ideas. If it was me, you want to speed up the game. I play twelve inch softball all the time. We start with a one in one count. That's what you want to speed up the game. Batter gets into the batter's box. You don't want to get rid of three strikes throughout. It's in every baseball song. One in one count. Let's go. I mean, that now, now, the, now guys are swinging the balls in play. That would actually speed up the game. You would, get to, you would have a lot of two-hour baseball games, which I think f- fans would like, but, th- but that, that's the type of dramatic change I think you have to make to actually speed the game of baseball up.
2: Yeah, I agree. It's weird to me. I mean, MLB talk about this all the time. Games are too slow. We're worried about we're losing an audience. Young kids are watching more NBA and so on and so forth. and. They keep offering these solutions that are gonna shave minutes off the game length of a of a game that's already three plus hours. And, you know, to me, like you said, we clearly need something more radical if you're gonna change the approach to the game. So yeah, I mean I I, I think that one on one thing maybe not be the solution. We may have to shorten the number of innings. I don't know, but MLB need to realize that shortening mound trips, instituting play clocks is not going to cut it.
1: Seven-inning game, one and one count, 140-game season, forget all records, baseball's completely different, and every five-year-old watches it. They're, they're fired up. Yeah, I don't know if five-year-olds are... They're worried about the five-year-old.
2: They're, they're with The five-year-old demographic. Yeah, I don't know. It's tough. It's, um, it's a difficult situation. I don't think MLB have really fully reckoned with how serious or you know the implications of what they're saying is.
1: Covered it all today, pal. Yeah. From LeBron to, pace of, to a second on pace of play. Good to be with you. Hey, we're, we appreciate you watching and appreciate the comments. This has been On the Mark. LeBron James is going to be a Cleveland Cavalier. You're Jake Valerius. I'm Mark Carman. Thank you for watching Fansided Live.
0: They stitch people together. If all that sounds good to you, visit American-Giant.com and get 20% off your first order when you use code STAPLE20 at checkout. That's 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com with promo code STAPLE20. For the ones who know safety isn't a catchphrase, it's a culture. And the ones who help make sure everyone makes it home safe. For the safety-minded who watch everyone's backs,